It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. And a good Monday to you. A good Monday. A good messy Monday here where we are. It is like a mix of rain and freezing rain, and there's even some snowflakes falling. It's all messed up. Uh, The Weather Network came out with their winter prognosis. They say that it is going to be shit. Uh, (laughs) um, See, like, don't you wish that we could do... That's what we should do here, is, like, weather forecasts daily that are just real. Real forecasts. Like, what you actually say to your friends and family, right? Or maybe mostly your friends, not as much your family. But, hey, guess what? Today's going to be a big pile of shit. It's going to suck. You're going to fucking hate your drive. You're probably going to slip a little bit. Maybe you're going to see someone else being a dick, and they maybe aren't driving to the conditions where as they should be, that's going to be your day today. Prepare for the worst. Well, we're into vacation season, right? So you might get a DM from a friend or family member who's down in the Caribbean. Hey, it's beautiful here. Sunshine and 30 degrees. What's it like there? Shit. That's all you have to say. Shit. And they'll know exactly what you mean. You're not missing much. It's a Canadian weather forecast. How is it? Shit. Cold as balls. Yeah. Something like that. That's typical. (laughs) Um, Hit that subscribe button, everybody. You found us uh, in the podcast section of whatever podcast place you're listening to us in. Now hit subscribe and you'll get future episodes downloaded automatically. Whole bunch of things we're going to cover in this podcast. And at the very end... We will replay missed connections from earlier this morning on our FM radio show on 91.5 The Beat in Kitchener. Ron McLean, you watch it on Saturday? Oh, I was watching it. You know it. Um, and I. Expect- what was he saying? Okay, so I expected that obviously he was going to address it in one way or another, or they would. But right off the top, as soon as he said... Right off the top of the show, yes, I'm going to address what happened. I talked to Don, um, and I'm going to I'm going to explain everything to you in the first intermission. That's what we're going to do for today. I went, get the popcorn, honey, and we were yeah, just could not wait to watch. Ron's going to talk. Make I, some popcorn. Quick, pee before the period ends. He's going to talk. So once he started talking, or as some wanted to put it, kind of just rambling on. Um, the first part made total sense to me. He And it was exactly as I figured. He was a little bit in shock when Don Cherry said what he said. Is there anything we need to play here, maybe for people who don't know what we're talking about? Uh, I don't know where I even get it. Like, everybody's being protective about audio That's now. true. They are. That's true. Uh, we might have to be careful about that. It, which sucks. I know. I'd love to be able to put up the audio. Really but sucks. Because everybody's getting complaints to the CBSC. You can Google it, though. Just watch it on you YouTube. Can, you can find it. Until it gets taken down. Um. So, yeah, like that part didn't surprise me. So the, the gist of the beginning of it, anyway, was um, as it was coming out of his mouth, I was kind of in shock. I nodded. I didn't know what to do. I apologize. I should have said something. I should have stopped it. That was the main message in the beginning. Then, how would you like to put the how the rest of it went? It made no sense whatsoever. He seems so upset that Bobby Orr was angry at him. And I'm like, what? The, that's very random. Bobby Orr is upset. There's a lot of people upset, Ron. I think that because Bobby Orr is like a, a god of the hockey world and what he says will go. And what he says other people who watch hockey, which are Ron's people too, supposed to be Ron's people too, are going to think. So he's, I guess, figuring if it's Bo- the Bobby Orr doesn't like what he did and is is disappointed, then he feels terrible. And he said that he feels terrible. I actually feel bad for him. Like, I feel bad for Ron McClain. I do. But I think that it's a good time to just cut that out and do something different with the first intermission. You can't have it both ways, Ron. So <laughs> let's recap what happened here. Don Cherry did his rant. And the one thing that Ron McClain did do well on Saturday night was explain what was in his head at the time. Mm-hmm. He said Don was 
was doing his thing and, you know, I, I had my ears up and I thought I heard trouble, but by the time I thought, okay, we shouldn't go down this path, boom, it was over. It was a very quick comment. And it is quick. That's right. And in the heat of the moment, when you're doing a live broadcast, I've been there, sometimes stuff happens and you're like, uh, uh, okay, just move on. And mm-hmm. that's fine. Now I get where Ron was coming from and that explains why he didn't interject. But it was the next night when he went on hometown hockey and he didn't just disavow himself from the comments. He completely threw Don under the bus. So I thought Saturday night was either going to be him doubling down on that, saying Don was wrong. Uh, they made the right choice here at Sportsnet and we'll get you something new here on Saturday nights. Or I thought he would apologize for burying Don on Saturday night and say, hey, listen, uh, Don said it. And, you know, I didn't even necessarily disagree with him at the time, but I saw the reaction that it created. And I apologize for anyone who was offended and we'll do something new on Saturday nights. He didn't really do any of those things. He just sort of rambled for a few minutes. Maybe there's no commitment to what they're going to do. And is it possible that Rogers uh, said to him, do not say that we're changing things up. Do not say that we're doing things the same. You cannot be committed to saying one thing or the other. And so it was a little bit odd and confusing for him too. Like there's no good way to put that if that's the case. If they really don't know what they're going to do, then how is he supposed to say? what they're going to do people generally speaking didn't seem to like what he had to say because right after it ended i tweeted out i have no idea what that was or what the message was supposed to be here's some of the replies i got on twitter so i wasn't the only one here's marcy it was rather rambling from laura that was an attempted explanation sometimes apologizing can make things worse this is one of those examples from tony i think everybody was left confused donato Yeah, I got absolutely nothing out of that. From Lorenzo, that was just Ron trying to save face. Even he admitted Don didn't answer his call. From Ross, it's called riding the fence. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. That's bingo. That to me was like, it was a very non-committal spiel that he gave. From Heather, that was fucking surreal. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, are people really calling for his head, though, at this point? Are there people? Like, I'm actually asking. Because I don't know anybody who really cares if if he's... if he leaves or what have you. Like, I don't know anyone who's like, hey, he needs to go. Nobody really, to me, seems that way. They're fine with it as it is. He does seem to be riding the fence in that um, he just wants to keep his job, which I get. I mean, he gets a good salary for doing a a fun job. That's great. Uh, The Don Cherry fans, I get, are pretty angry at Ron right now. But I don't think that the people who wanted Don gone are particularly happy with Ron either. So I don't know if he really appealed to anybody. In what he said on Saturday night, but they've really got to get it together for next week because Saturday night is now five days away. I wonder what they're going to do. I don't know. I, I don't know if they're going to Why gonna don't they up- bring in Bob McCowan? He was a Rogers employee for so long. He is a polarizing figure, very similar to Don Cherry, but he gets the broadcast side of it and his sentences still make sense. Bob McCowan would be a fantastic addition to Hockey Night in Canada. Maybe, the, maybe it's a consideration. I don't know. Why don't they just steal somebody from TSN? Why don't they bring They in- probably will ask around, right? A lot of them are under pretty stiff contracts, especially when it comes to the competition, uh, and they're not allowed to go there. And But there could be some that are out of their contracts soon, that maybe come January they're free, come February they're free, and they're going to work something out now. I mean, you really never know uh, what they're going to do. I just, I think they should do something completely different, though. I don't want to see, like, a Bob McCowan coach's corner. Like, I'm, I'm really uninterested. I'd rather see a good hockey talk. 
Yeah. You know, let's just sure. talk about hockey. Doesn't yeah. need to be a, here's how you should have done that play. And look at this guy here. He's a good old fashioned Canadian boy. All that shit that we've been watching for years. I agree with you. I don't want to see that anymore, but let's have a conversation about salary caps. Let's have a conversation about what the Leafs are going to do without a backup goaltender now again. And the fact that the coach could be fired at any time now. Let's have those sure. conversations because yeah. Don didn't really go down those roads. And you know he had to be privy to some information that the rest of us are not. He didn't really use it. I'd like to see one of the insiders. Oh, that's a TSN thing, isn't it? TSN insiders. It <laughs> certainly is. All right. But that and, sort of and, concept. Yeah. And the other Bob that you mentioned, McKenzie, he's under a pretty solid brand new contract. He's not going anywhere from TSN. They're paying him a pretty penny to be there. I would think so. And I think generally speaking, do people know about no competes? No competes are common in most industries, yeah. I think. Yeah. So he couldn't just leave one network that's to go I mean. to the next you can't one and go start. To the competition. Like, it's not going to happen that quickly. They could find someone that's far out they want, like that's done in June, and they'll say, okay, we'll take you for the next season or whatever the case is. That sort of thing. And maybe for the time being, they'll do something random. I don't know. And we don't know until Saturday, I'm assuming. They're not really going to announce that they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> so until they have an <laughs> announcement to make, we're just not going to know what's going on. Yeah, we'd like to come clean and let you know. We don't know. <laughs> we did not expect that to happen last Saturday. We have no idea what we're doing. Breaking news. <laughs> it's really bad right now. You don't even know what's going on. Here's a montage of the Leafs. <laughs> Play that. Let's watch Austin Matthews' mustache grow. It's real time. Have you ever felt the urge to smack someone's ass in the bedroom? If so, you're not the only one. It is now one of the most common bondage activities, according to new research. A survey of 4,500 people conducted by Love Honey revealed 75% of women, three out of four, and 66% of men like a little spanking in the sheets. And while it may not have been spoken about openly until recently, spanking's been around for a long time. So they decided to find out why are we such fans of a spanking? Like you avoid it. Why like, are you such a fan of a spanking? You avoid it like crazy when you're a kid, but as soon as you turn into an adult, it's like smack my ass. Oh, that's weird. Seventy-five percent. I know. I'm to each their own, man. I just wonder how that's how it starts. Well, they say there can be a fine line between pleasure and pain, and erotic spanking can be just on the right side of that line. Doctor Spellman is a psychologist and clinical director of the private therapy clinic. She says, we know from murals found in Pompeii that spanking is a sexual practice that has been popular since long ago times. Spanking involves the use of the palm of the hand against the flesh, usually against the well-padded flesh of the buttocks. It can sting, but does not cause serious pain or harm. The sensation can give rise to an adrenaline surge that heightens emotion and sensation. It brings blood flow to the semi-injured area and makes it feel better when it is caressed. How do you start that conversation? We've figured out the threesome thing. How do you say, um... You gonna spank me or what? I've got a good idea for people if they want to. And I was just talking about this this morning on my uh, What's Trending, which you can hear uh, weekday mornings on 91.5 The Beat. The Goop gift guide is out. And this is Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow has a website named Goop. I think most people have heard of it, mostly because she puts weird stuff on there. Remember those v- vagina eggs that oh, she ended up yes. getting sued? She ended up getting sued. 
for promoting those things without it ha- really being properly gone through the FDA. The FDA wants to know what you're sticking in your vagina. This is the thing, right? There's a pro- there was a problem with that. So that aside, she brought out her new goop guide, and one of the objects is actually uh, a kit. A restraining arts kit is what they call it. It's a beginner's BDSM-style kit. It includes leather, leather wrists and ankle cuffs and a leather-bound paddle. Okay, fine. It's really expensive. It's like 1300 bucks. Anyway, is that not a way that you could tell your partner you're interested? Just give that to them for Christmas? Yeah, you could tell them you're fucking crazy for spending $1,300 <laughs> on a kit that you could probably you assemble know, on your own for next to nothing. Sweetheart, I have a perfectly good rolling pin in the drawer in the kitchen. You did not need to spend $1,300 of her dollars. Oh, you spent $1,300? Okay, I'll tell you what. You're getting spanked first, asshole. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to spank you right in the fucking face with my fist, you idiot. Oh, you like Don't it. return it. You like handcuffs, do you? It'd be cheaper to get arrested <laughs> Absolutely, than to would. buy that kit. Absolutely. Go to Home Depot. You can get a length of rope for like $4. What it's stupid, sp- isn't it? Spending $1,300 on a bondage kit okay you know what i'm interested in though i don't even smoke a lot of weed i'm uh, honest to goodness when i say that but there's an automatic joint roller on this on this uh goop guide i saw that for 130 dollars. so i guess you just put the paper in i i can't tell from how it is put on the website because it's disassembled on the photo okay so it's not fully assembled but i think what happens is you put your paper in like your rolling paper, and then you put your, your weed on the one thing. So you grind the weed and put that in one part and the paper in another part, and it just assembles it into a properly rolled joint? And it looks like it's battery operated, so it'll just go and roll it perfectly and just uh, seal it. It seems like a laminating the, the machine. filter in. $130 to me seems like a good deal for this, and it's kind of like nicely packaged. That is nicely packaged. Hey, if it does a good job, great, because... If you don't know what you're doing when it comes to rolling a joint, you're going to end up with a pretty stupid looking joint. You will. This is a good product tag, too. It says, let the good times roll. <laughs> that I is like clever. That. Ah, I love good anyway, marketing. There's some good stuff in this gift guide, though, too. So there's a little bit of ridiculous and a little bit of, okay, I'd do that. There's another one, too, we were talking about this morning. It's literally a sound garden. So for 20 grand, okay, you say you had fuck you money to spend. Uh huh. 20,000 bucks, they'll customize a garden, put whatever the heck you want in it, and build speakers up from under the ground to play throughout your garden. So imagine you had company over in this awesome garden, the speakers playing your music, and imagine it was playing sound garden in your sound garden. (laughs) Holy shit. And you were rolling joints with your automatic weed roller. You'd be fucked. You'd be like, what is happening right now? This is amazing. shit ever are my plants singing holy shit they're singing britney spears if you're growing your own weed as well then it's gone full circle mind blown full circle mind blown that joint roller actually isn't a bad idea i wouldn't mind that is not a bad price we should get one for the studio (laughs) what could possibly go wrong well it's like 20 after nine might as well start rolling now we're done in 10 minutes screw it See, there's a practical side to everything. I like it. <laughs> uh, we will have a new podcast coming out soon. In the meantime, here is a replay of Missed Connections. Right now. It's time for Missed Connections. This is where we try and connect the people who have had an encounter in the past but can't find each other now. One of them told their story online. This first one is called Saucy Ribs. Saucy you, man for woman. I don't want to call you out on here completely. So let's just say you work at a Waterloo establishment. You caught my eye. 
Going into the restaurant, my mind was on one thing. A full, juicy rack of ribs, please. However, as I sat and waited for my food to arrive, I began to observe. And that's when I noticed you. As you came to say hi, I realized this delectable plate of nom-noms in front of me was the perfect metaphor for you. Saucy ribs was a perfect metaphor for you. The gentle, tasty kick of the sauce was like your spicy, saucy, yet friendly demeanor. The slight char was hot like you. And the tenderness of the meat sliding off the bones was like the smooth, efficient way you moved around the restaurant. Little did you know this lonesome gentleman who pretended to stare at the Leafs game he couldn't care any less about was actually enamored with you. As I went rib for rib for rib again, you came back time and time again. Every rib was wonderful. So was every short interaction with you. If by the off chance this message can reach you, I wish nothing more than to get to know you a little bit better. And if that leads to more, I'd be delighted. This guy put a lot of thought into that metaphor. And let me just say, he sounds equally infatuated with the ribs as he does with her. Mm -hmm. This is the kind of guy who is probably sly enough that he could get her. He could probably arrange something. But then he's going to screw it up when he says, you know what would make tonight perfect when we're in bed? A rack of ribs at the same time. (laughs) One thing is for sure, though, if the Leafs were actually any good right now, this whole thing might not have happened. This is true. I took my eyes off the screen lots of times, too. I get it, bud. Thank you, Jake Muzzin, for being terrible on defense. I'm right there with you. (laughs) Thanks to that, there might be a connection here. I don't know. I don't know what she's thinking, but if she really likes someone who goes that deep into his rib metaphor, could you imagine the the Valentine's Day card that would come from that guy? Oh, wow. You know, I changed the sheets in the bed this morning, and it reminded me of you. Oh, sweet Jesus, Ron. Knock it off. Sick of your stupid metaphors. Hey, thanks for connecting with me on Craigslist. I'm thinking now we should get together and I want to rub some barbecue sauce on you. Would that be okay? Because that's what would really make this night perfect. You ready for misconnection number two? You're sweet and tangy. (laughs) It's like a rack of ribs that I fell in love with last week. Can I call you Frank? You're red hot. (laughs) There's a lot of good ones, though. Uh, This one is called Cement Angel, Man for Woman. It was 1 a.m. My friend and I just finished our work shift and went to grab some food. That's when I saw you, in all your drunken glory. Your poor sober friend driving was doing her very best to lure you back into the car that you stumbled out of. But you were way too excited to jam out to Spice Girls. She had it on loud, and you were dancing. As we waited in the drive-thru line, I couldn't take my eyes off you, popping around to that godforsaken horrible music. (laughs) You tried to get everyone out of their cars for a flash mob. Being so drunk, you didn't realize those kinds of things take some preparation. They don't just happen overnight. (laughs) Hey, let's do a flash mob, everybody. (laughs) Raise your hand up. Turn it up a little bit. Hey, Everybody start dancing! Wait, you be scary, I'll be baby. Okay? No, wait, I'm feeling poshy tonight. I'll be poshy, you be scary, 
You be slutty. Oh, that's not one of them? Okay. <laughs> We're all waiting for our Big Macs anyway. Let's just dance. Here we go. Mm, mm. And they better give me the extra Mac sauce I asked for. Because otherwise, I'm out of here. When you lay down on the ground in that plaza parking lot, attempting to make cement angels, that was the final straw for your friend. I imagine that's not nearly as easy as snow angels. <laughs> you jam out to Spice Girls and then all of a sudden you just feel like doing a cement angel. <laughs> I am bleeding from like my back right down to my ass. It's terrible. <laughs> my hands hurt like hell. But that was a fun night. <laughs> you got down, but couldn't get back up again. You can ask your friend about me. I'm the guy that tried to get out and help your unconscious, angelic self back into that RAV4. Anyway, I can't get you out of my mind. Yeah, how could you I get that out? I mean, you that. could try and yep. try and try. As the great Spice Girls would say, stop right now. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> 